0: Everybody, Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is the end of Monday, October 18th, which means if you're listening, it's probably Tuesday, October 19th. It's also the end of week six as it's come to a close with the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, the Fighting Mike Vrabels taking down the Buffalo Bills. Thirty-four to thirty-one in Nashville. We go to John Breach live on the. Uh, no, John Breach is in the basement. Never mind. What's up, Breach? Ryan Wilson, of Breach here. How are we doing?
1: Yeah, Breach. How was your uh, Titans coverage from ten miles outside the stadium? She right? got
0: Jordan DeJohnny on instead of Breach. Well, if I didn't have to be on this podcast, yeah! I could have. <laughs> <laughs> hear you the, the, the podcast.
2: I could have gone to the game. I uh, know. I believe that. Here you guys are demanding my time.
1: By the way, anyway. Breach, this is the same guy that traveled. 45 minutes to go hear T.O.'s Hall of Fame speech at a destination that was not Canton, Ohio. But he can't go to the stadium to watch arguably the biggest game in the Titans'
0: season. Okay. I will say it would be kind of a pain to like drive down there. Because you're 30 minutes away, right? No, Mike. I don't know how far I am. Interesting. Wait, what right. do you mean you don't know how far you are from the city? He doesn't want to give we, out. We anything. have
2: a CBS sports person there. Why would we have two? We We sent someone. You don't need to double up. There's a guy who loves
0: his job. I guess you would have to sit in a press box with a mask on for like four hours. That doesn't really sound appealing, to be honest.
1: I go to Syracuse football games because that's my job, Breach. Dude, there to... sounds <laughs> that sounds
0: Miz. It's not terrible. I,
1: I love my job, so I go there. Sit You're with like the sitting mask in the carrier down for four hours watching. Well, And I love talking
2: Orange to you guys, so that's
0: why I'm here and order. not at the
1: game. Different strokes. All right, what happened in this game?
0: Okay, so huge win for the – I mean, massive win for the Titans. They are now four and two. Also four and two, the Buffalo Bills – this is the second year in a row that the Titans have beaten the Bills in a primetime game. It feels like 45 billion years ago. But last year, in, in 2020, the 2020 season, the Bills actually lost to the Titans on a Tuesday. I believe the first ever Tuesday game. Anyway, or maybe maybe it wasn't the first ever Tuesday game, but you get the point. Um, th- this was a fascinating and fun game. And, by the way, if you're watching right now on YouTube, Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. If you're someone who's watching us live on YouTube, bang that like button. I got Debo telling me when people don't do it. We, uh, we, we're going to have a Super Friends mailback, by the way. So you can, uh, well, we'll get to that in a second. But you can also turn on the alerts in YouTube. There's a little bell. So after you hit the subscribe, hit the bell, and you'll get alerts when we go live. I haven't actually gotten mine, I don't think. I have mine turned on. Hit the bell notification. I have the bell notification on. We are live on Sunday, Monday, and Thursday nights. And we also are gonna go try try to go live for our best bets show at one PM on Thursday. Be glad we didn't go live this past week. We were terrible. Uh but the reason why we can't go live right now is because Pete Prisco is a old corn cob husk who can't figure out technology and refuses to adapt to the modern mm. ways.
2: Interesting. Yes. He doesn't have the internet. That's the problem.
0: <laughs>
3: he, he literally
2: writes it. his best bets on a piece of mail, sends it to Brinson via USPS, and then Brinson reads it out in his Prisco voice on the podcast. He is awkwardly obsessed with the
0: best bets. Like, I think I would offer this week, and uh, he let me know. Yeah, you're I, having a tough go over this. Season. I mean,
2: I will say Brinson. The last three weeks have been very bad for me.
0: Very bad.
1: Like Jacksonville Jaguars bad.
2: I don't even want to read his his uh, against a the spread song. record on the air.
0: <laughs> you can. <laughs> we'll, we'll turn it around. I oh mean, my every, yeah, stop, <laughs> yeah, about it. every single favorite one this week, it was this is supposed to be the dog week, except, of course, the Titans. who I had the bills. Naturally, the titans, like this is the one dog that won all of these favorites pulled off these like this road chalk one. I thought it was gonna be Wilson's demise. It turns out it was actually my demise because I took all the dogs. <laughs> Didn't work out for me. Um, we're going to be doing a if you want to ask about my terrible picks or ask about Wilson's uh, plus EV methodology for determining who he picks against the spread. We are going to be doing a mailbag, which means go to Apple podcast and leave us a five-star review of the question attached. And we will answer your question. It can be about anything football related trade deadline in season contender, pretender, whatever you want. Hair plugs, breaches, weird fascination with a team from Cincinnati and cats. Thank giveaways! Oh, well, we're gonna do it again tonight. What? I didn't realize this. We are gonna give away another Brinson sucks hat. We D-va. have more. D-va 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 has one. Has one. D- He's gonna give away. That reminds me. to keep mine. We giving that away. So if you're if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can. Oh, we're not giving yours away. This hat. There's there's like five of these available anywhere. Hit if we get to a hundred likes on this video. Debo will send his, you know, I gotta tell you, if Debo's sending a Brinson sucks hat to somebody that he owns means he wants it to happen because Debo probably has that pinned up on his wall since he does in fact hate me and spies me, but hundred likes, we will give away and put your hit a like. And in the comments in the, in the, in the YouTube video, hit or write your, write your Twitter handle or, or some contact form and we will get you a Brit somebody, a Brinson sucks hat. As I said, 34-31, Titans over the Bills. I This game was crazy because there were three points scored in the first quarter with a massive total of 53, obviously the over hit. They scored 52 points in the second and third quarters. The second quarter was bananas. Did they over hit? Beat. Over yes. Bananas. Derrick Henry finished the game. I mean, he's on a heater right now. 20 carries, 143 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen, very good in this game as well. 35 for 47, 353, three touchdowns and a pick. Stephon Diggs kind of had the breakout game that we're looking for. Nine catches, 89 yards and a touchdown, but not really. Looking for an explosion game from him. More uh, distribution from, from Allen in this game than anything else. Emmanuel Sanders, five catches, 91 yards. And Cole Beasley, seven catches, 88 yards and a touchdown as well. The A.J. Brown came back from his food poisoning thing. It was really quiet for almost the whole first half and then picked up steam. Not Seven catches, 91 yards, did not score. Ryan Tannehill did not have a passing touchdown. Julio Jones suffered an injury in this game and didn't return. Three catches for 59 yards before he left, including a crazy off-the-defender's helmet diving two-handed grab uh, by Julio. The What did we think about the end-of-game stuff? Because the Titans scored... The Bills scored a, a touchdown and got a two-point conversion on a Dawson Knox pass to Josh Allen with uh, 31 seconds left in the third quarter. The Titans got a <laughs> fat Randy field goal with 9.49 left in the fourth quarter to cut it to 31.27. And then we're getting down close, and there's definitely some people wondering if uh, Mike Vrabel was going to kick a field goal to cut it to one. Didn't matter because Derrick Henry busted through for a 13 yard touchdown, his third, obviously, to make it 34-31. Mike Rable wouldn't have kicked a kick field goal there. I would like to think not, but... That's yeah. not his MO, I don't think. I don't think so either. Okay. Nick Costas hates him for some reason. I don't really get it. Um, <laughs> 34-31 at that point, the Bills get the ball with...
1: No, no, they return the kick. Oh, that's right. Isaiah,
2: Isaiah,
0: Isaiah McKenzie returns
2: a kick, but there's a whole 101 yards for a touchdown, but it gets
0: re- called back. I felt like it was definitely going to be a holding call, even if it was not uh, necessarily fair. What do you mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, it's like it probably didn't maybe affect the play quite as much as it was. It was. It
1: was like borderline ticky tack. I. It was near McKenzie as he ran by him. I don't know if that guy was going to make the tackle.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know if it affected the actual return, but when you saw it happen, you knew they were going to throw the flag. Right. Yeah, that's right. Waiting for Breach to dive in on special teams, obviously.
2: Well, I mean, they threw the flag and the turn, it, you don't just lose the touchdown. It's that now you are starting this drive from inside your own 20 yard line, you know, a touchback because he, he caught it one yard deep in his end zone. You start at your own 25 uh, and now you're at your own 18. So you've got the deck stacked against you. Um, but it really was crazy to see the Titans special teams collapse like that. But then it didn't matter because of this ticky tack holding call.
0: Yeah. So it gets called back. Josh Allen. Goes eight plays, seventy-nine yards down to the Tennessee three. On a, he scrambles on third down, and I'm not actually sure what how the distance was on third down. It was third and six. Third, I you, he reached yeah, third, third and six. You're right. The he kind of gets suplexed as he's going for the first down, but he dies. He
1: Superman dies for it. Sort of gets hit underneath and turns. I will say this: I've never seen this camera angle before. I like the red line coming up from the yard marker, so I could see where's that been all our life? And the refs actually got it right on the field. It was a half yard short. They got it right. They noted during the telecast that Cole Beasley was open in the end zone, but you know, Josh Allen had his mindset on get going for it. And I understand it.
0: And then on fourth and one fourth and inches fourth and six inches. Really? It was really close. Allen lines up and he's quarterback sneaking. Jeffrey Simmons. I'm, I'm watching it right now, actually on, on on the replay, but he gets Jeffrey Simmons gets great penetration, but more importantly, Allen slips, and goes down and is short mm-hmm. i was fine with the bills going there yeah
1: i mean what's the what's the probability josh allen converts a fourth and, and six inches it, it it's not 95 percent
0: i mean he slipped too- on the turf like his left foot slips and he just falls
1: down he doesn't get there are you going for a breach or not you have that look on your face
2: i mean i don't think it's 95 percent. he literally failed on fourth the, or uh, on a on a one yard play earlier in the game when he was trying to score a touchdown from the one yard line.
1: So, All right. so what are you doing there? Well, well, right I'm right
2: just saying he students. had already failed once in that situation. So this isn't Tom Brady QB sneak, which is like automatic. This is Josh Allen who apparently didn't. Yeah. Tom Brady QB sneaks are automatic. I don't know that's 95% well, a
0: goal. Maybe what are you talking about? Josh Allen. You would have. What you, go ahead. Anyway.
2: Yeah. I'm talking about when Tom Brady needs a yard, he can get it. And we saw Josh Allen. You need a
0: yard. You're taking Tom Brady or Josh Allen. That's no one, no one's criminal. No one's
2: a Brady QB sneak. If I, if I need a guy to QB sneak it, I'm taking Tom Brady who never fails at this ever.
1: Anyway, are you kicking it there or not? Cause you're so anyway,
2: crazy. I am not kicking it there. I do think they okay. made Just the right that. call. Like <laughs> I love the field goals. I would love to have seen that game go to overtime because it was so crazy. And I'm not sure that uh, the city of Nashville would still be standing. If the game had gone to overtime, because All these Bills fans were drinking in Nashville all day. The stadium was crazy. The fans were loud. It sounded like it was half uh, Bills fans, half Titans fans. Um, I mean, it was the right call. What do you, because if you go to overtime, maybe you have a coin toss or you do have a coin toss, but you absolutely have a coin. Maybe the Titans win that coin toss. And you know what? The Titans had basically moved the ball at will and scored on seven, eight possessions uh, starting in the second quarter, so it, the Bills' defense had done nothing to stop Tennessee, and so if you lose that coin toss, you're basically throwing the game away. Right. And Josh Allen getting six inches is your best chance. What
1: about what? Let me read our, our buddy P. Prisco who tweeted this. Not surprisingly, at the after the game, the end of the game was a bastardization of clock management by like both teams. Even if the Bills get the first down on the sneak, they have to use their last timeout. Then what? Question mark. So I think the question, like the last two minutes coming down the field when the Bill started the 18 and the Titans weren't using their timeouts. And I was actually sort of okay with that because the bills had to score a touchdown to win that game. And you know, the bills weren't going to call a timeout because they wanted to run the clock down. I don't have any issue with the way the, the time management was over the last two minutes. So I was listening to Josh Allen talk.
0: Um, First of all, breach. Yes. There's literally a coin flip. After in overtime,
2: I was like five she minutes ago. I'm Wilson. Already made a Karen, joke. <laughs> Karen Milkie asked in the YouTube chat,
0: "Who is most most often correct, Breach Brinson or Wilson?" I I think my guess would be, ask whoever. Ask. I'm not sure you got I'm watching Josh Allen talking to the. I'm watching Josh Allen talk to the reporters about. That thank day. you, everyone. Um. <laughs> thank God, you, thank you, thank you. No, Barrett. Thank you. I would say ask. Whoever you ask is probably thinks they're right the most. <laughs> it would be I, I will say this: I guarantee
1: you, yes, everyone thinks Brits is last. <laughs> that's 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 the takeaway. Savages. The thing is, Bre- Breach is right about a lot of things, but then he has some crazy uh, off the wall sort of theory that, in people's minds, makes them you know. No worse than second, but not always first. Princeton without question is always last.
0: But Breach is wrong, but he somehow disguises his incorrect answers and his, like, incredible lies in these ways that make you believe that they might. So
1: anyway, while you're watching the Josh Allen presser, (laughs) does anyone have any response to Prisco thinking clock
0: management was an issue the last two minutes for either team? I, I do. I don't love... I, I thought Vrabel should have been calling his timeout sooner. And
1: Steve, what, Levy, about, what about the idea of him just saying, well, let's make the bills have to score a touchdown. Yeah. I don't like that. Your defense is awful, but they, they bent, but didn't break.
0: They had a ton of injuries. In I, the mean, I, guess, I don't, I don't like coming back after it and saying, well, he did a dumb thing, but they got us. Josh Allen slipped on fourth and short, and so results over process. I, I, don't, example, I don't know
1: if it was dumb in the moment. I was like, eh, I don't hate it. I I know why you might call timeouts here, but I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. It, it's
0: it's it's very similar to the Super Bowl forty nine, where you know Belichick is not you know Belichick's not stopping the clock, and people are like, what? Like anybody? I don't know anybody else. It are you know, getting ripped for, it, but Belichick is like, well, he's just trying to put the pressure on Pete Carroll. Well,
2: and, and the problem with, I thought Vrabel should have used a timeout, not even because of the time, but because his defense, they were on their heels. So you can say that that Vrabel's trying to make the Bills think on their feet, but they clearly were thinking on their feet just perfectly because they drove 79 yards down the field in like 60 seconds. It was so- 31
0: yards, 12 yards, two-minute warning, seven yards, 20 yards. Their guys running wide open. This defense is really confused, and – the. At at that point, I I want to add, if you're Tennessee and you've been moving the ball as effectively as you have in the second half, I want to add time to the clock. So that way, if the Bills score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, I have the opportunity to go back and score myself. And if you call those timeouts, it's probably more than likely that the, I think the Bills would have been a little more methodical in their approach in terms of running the football instead of And and then now I didn't love what Sean McDermott did down in the red zone. So they get 50 seconds left. They run Zach Moss up the middle. Uh, He gets four yards from the Tennessee 12. So he's at the eight Buffalo calls a timeout incomplete pass from Josh Allen. And then the third and six happens. And then Buffalo uses another timeout there. Tennessee also called a timeout. I would have. Um, and, then, and then they tried the fourth down play. I would have preferred if you're Buffalo. Like, I, I want. I would have wanted the Bills to get down to the goal line, with the plan in place that if it is fourth down, we're going to go, but we have three timeouts so we can stop the clock if we don't get it. I'm fine. I mean, they still had one timeout
1: after that. If they got in the fourth down, they would have had the one timeout left. No, no, right?
0: no. But I mean, if you don't get the fourth down, I think that's only that. That's it. I mean, you ever say so? The, oh, yeah. You could so potentially get the ball back. Right, with 12, time 12
1: time. seconds left or whatever in midfield. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah, I mean, I guess.
1: But that I, I'm not, you're not angry about it. You're just like, in a perfect world, you want that to happen.
0: Yeah, and the same thing with Vrabel, I think, should have been calling the time. I mean, I get that it worked out for him, but Vrabel should have been calling those timeouts to save time for his I team. I do, on some level, like the idea. Because maybe,
1: and look, I don't know. I'm sure the math says call the timeouts there, but there is some nuance to it, when depending on what's sure. happening. Like, okay, from yard eighteen to yard uh plus fifteen, the bills dominated. Maybe Fred will thought, okay, once we get into the tight area, I don't want them to go to the sidelines, have Dable just tell Josh Allen to do whatever he does and then go from there. And so I was like, okay, I you know, as a as a neutral party, I was like, okay, let's see how this plays out. If I were the Steelers, for example, I would say, please call your freaking timeouts. But Mike Tomlin would have kicked if he were the Bills from fourth and one anyway,
0: so it wouldn't have matter. <laughs> and, and I mean, again, like, you know, the other thing he did too was they because they had the ball with about three minutes left and they were doing no huddle and they were running from shotgun and slinging the ball so i agree there's some nuance to it it did feel like if you're a vrabel and your team's getting carved up for like an average of 15 yards per play maybe Mm -hmm. squeeze a timeout say hey guys this is what they're looking for someone's like spy josh allen these guys coming across the the middle I i don't know something like that it just it just felt like a little too passive.
2: I do think that, and we won't know once somebody asks Brable this after the game, but if this was... Do you was know an anyone
0: inst- who should have been
1: there at the game that could ask asked him the question in the post-game press conference? Oh! Ho,
0: ho. <laughs> Up high! Down hard! <laughs>
1: um, those are done by Zoom
2: and you can actually do them from home. Redunk! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, he missed! He missed! Oh. oh, he may have pulled a hamstring or... Ironically, that was Fat Randy Bullock, who
1: kicked uh, who, who pretty um, well. All right, what's the question for the for the coach?
2: No, no. So here, here is uh, – I think Vrabel probably calls a timeout if the score had been 34-30, to 30, and you know that if the Bills score a touchdown, you're going to need a field goal. Mm. Because I think he just felt like, hey, if we're going to get the ball with 20 seconds left, even if I use all my timeouts, we're probably not getting a touchdown, and we're going to overtime anyway, and I don't need to get someone out injured trying to throw a, a 70-yard Hail Mary that we're not going to complete – uh, you know, even though somebody might say, well, Hail Mary has a 1% chance. It can also be picked off and returned for a touchdown. <laughs> and, and so I, I think he's thinking we're going to need a touchdown. It's probably not happening. Let's just keep their offense or, on their toes.
0: Or I mean, this is what I would be arguing if I were able in this situation and trying to reach my way out of this clock mismanagement, I would say that my game theory was I'm not calling timeouts. I'm going to let Sean McDermott call timeouts and I want him to get in a situation where he has to he has to decide, is he going to kick a field goal or not?
3: You know what okay. I'm saying? Like,
0: because there was like, there. Right. But I mean, there was so little time left by the time they got down. Cause the bills were actively trying to melt clock. So that way the Titans couldn't come back. Well, man, that, the game. that
2: theory doesn't make sense. Cause Vrabel did use his timeout right before the fourth down and literally gave McDermott a chance to decide what he wanted to do. But they did that after they saw what the offense was doing. Well, right. But when you call the formation, they were lined up. You could, you give McDermott a chance to think about what they're going to do. Like he could have said, you know what? Let's kick the field goal. you know, let's change the play. Cause we saw their offense was out there. So if he wanted to, if he was hoping they would kick a field goal, then. Right. But I'm saying by Vrabel calling the timeout, he literally did the opposite of what you said. He gave McDermott and the bills time to
0: figure out what they're going to do. What are you talking about? That, that. You were saying, no, I'm saying that he wanted out. he wanted he wanted the clock to run down as much as po- I'm not saying this. Is, I agree with this. I'm saying this is what the game theory I would have argued is. I want the clock to run down as much as possible. So the bills know that this play is going to decide the game. That they can either, you know, you're giving them a choice like you can kick a field goal or go for it. And if you think they're going for it and running, I mean, I didn't love the play call. With the, again, I didn't love the play call with the sneak to the left side with Simmons lined up there. Um, i I actually need to go back and look and see was Simmons lined up on the was he lined up on that side originally yeah so feels like, pre-snap yeah yeah I would say before the before the timeout by Vrabel like did they adjust oh. anything from the
1: oh yeah pre-time
0: to the post timeout and and you know what josh allen probably gets it if he doesn't slip
1: maybe I mean I'm I'm quite comfortable with Josh Allen going for it every time in that situation sure.
0: over time even even over Tom Brady. <laughs> I would have I would have boot wrong. I would have boot like Brady thing is erroneous by the way i would have bootlegged him out and had him waltz into the end zone
1: someone who had a much better running night derrick henry third time this year he's
0: had three touchdowns in a game that's crazy his last (laughs) so coming into this game over his last four games he had two three uh three touchdown rushes he also had 582 yards on 125 carries coming into this game That was on pace for 500 carries and 2,328 rushing yards over his last four games. He didn't really have a good first game. He is putting up enormous, enormous numbers. Is it sustainable? Can the Titans make a playoff run? We'll tell you after the break. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what is the catch? But after talking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't a catch somehow. There's not one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs to get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on those sweet savings directly to you. And we all know if you've got a, if you've got a phone bill, and, you know, we're all married. We got people. It's not just one phone bill. Your wife's got a phone bill, too. Ryan's got kids got phone bills these days because they're old enough for them. So why not save some cash? And that's why Mint Mobile's so great for people looking for extra savings. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your contacts. If you're not 100% sat- satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. If you want that 15 buck, fifteen bucks a month deal and get the plan shipped to your door for free, Go to mintmobile.com slash pick six, P I C K S I X. That's mintmobile.com slash pick six. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash pick six. The, um, I got nothing. The Tennessee Titans.
1: Here, let me follow quickly on Derrick Henry. We were talking about that before the break. So there was a point in the game, I think it was in the first half, where he stiff-armed Mario Addison into the turf. 253-pound Mario Addison. I think it was like a three-yard loss or
0: something. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: And to Mario Addison's credit, he just stood up and walked back to the huddle. Like, he he wasn't going to celebrate with the rest of his teammates on the three-yard tackle for loss for Derrick Henry. But the biggest loser of this game, Josh Norman, sitting at home, minding his own business, and they showed the replay of him getting stiff arm to oblivion at least 15 times right after that play. And I'm tough sure Josh
0: – Yeah, it, it was tough. It was tough. But again, uh, Derrick Henry is a problem. Yeah, he's a, he's a huge problem. He's He would be – he could potentially lead the league in rushing – three consecutive years in rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. He's just a monster. And he's like reversed physical conditioning
2: compared to everyone else on the field. Everyone else gets more tired as the game gets, wears on and gets to the fourth quarter. It's like Derrick Henry is harnessing all of their energy and then using it to stiff arm them out of (laughs) the universe. I mean, it's insane watching him play in the fourth quarter. And I mean, the 13 yard touchdown run, where we were talking about maybe the Titans should have used more time, they couldn't because Derrick Henry, the Bills couldn't tackle him. He just went straight up for a 13-yard score. Uh, that's the one that gave the Titans the lead. If he gets tackled five yards down the field, the Bills or the the Titans could burn off more clock. But the Bills couldn't tackle him. It was just it, it was almost hilarious watching the Bills trying to tackle Derrick Henry. So now
0: if- I do I do have questions about so last year through six games. Derrick Henry had 143 carries. Yeah. In 2019 through six games, Derek Henry had 113 carries. Oh my lord. Demo says he's 25 to 1 to an MVP. He ain't gonna win that MVP. Ooh. That's fine. Ooh, saucy. They better win the division according to Breach. He had 142 carries coming into tonight and added another. Twenty carries. He is at 162 carries six weeks into the season. I feel like the only person maybe on planet Earth, frankly, that you like like normally if a running back was at 160 carries right now, we would be screaming. This guy's going to get hurt. This is going to end poorly. You need to save him for later in the season because you're going to need him to be dominant. And with Derrick Henry, it just feels like it doesn't matter.
1: Right. We talk about the curse of 300. For years. 370. 370 last 15 years. And he seems impervious to that. Because after he signed the contract, are like, all right, well, let's see what happens. Hey, he's the same dude. But as hey. Breach noted, he's also seven foot four and weighs 450 pounds. So maybe he's just built differently.
0: I mean, by the way, they're good. Sure.
1: I was going to say so if you had, if you could line up Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, Devin Duvernay, he was a sprint, he ran the 100 in Texas, Henry Ruggs, and Derrick Henry to run a 100 yard dash, who are you taking? Um, probably the not 7'4, 250 pound guys. Derek Henry. Henry's really fast. For so his, far, this season is the fastest person according to next gen stats 21.8 miles an hour in a 76 yard touchdown run, which is two one hundredths of a second faster than Henry Ruggs's 51 yard touchdown, which I can only imagine was against the Steelers.
0: All right. So let's say hypothetically, you, you can choose between never having to podcast on this show again or you have to tackle. Derrick Henry moving at his maximum speed. Yeah, that's sort of the question we had
1: last year. I think someone asked that in the mailbag. Saquon was the guy at the time. Uh, but Micah,
2: Micah Hyde actually had to answer that question during God. this game, nuts. and you could see his eyes light up and thinking, my God, how did I get myself in this position? And he got run over. He got trucked, but he made the tackle. Henry went down, and I probably doesn't remember the play because I'm sure he blacked out afterwards.
1: I don't know. Like, if you go low, you're going to get concussed because he's going to knee you in the head. If you go high, he's going to stiff arm you to the stands.
0: Well, you also have the, the concern of, yeah, that, smash that like button, people I'm trying to give away a Brinson sucks hat. Um, it, you also have the concern of if you go, like, if you make a business decision, you're getting clown for eternity. But um, wouldn't you rather not end up like Josh Norman? Josh, Josh Norman tackle and you could just get absolutely destroyed. Josh Norman's
1: head is still attached to his body, so there's something to be said for going. He got high.
0: destroyed and embarrassed. And,
2: well, and that's the other thing. It's more embarrassing when your team loses. Like last year, not only did uh, Josh Norman get stiff armed out of this dimension, but they lost by <laughs> like 30 points. And and the same thing tonight. The stiff arms are more memorable when when
0: Derrick Henry wins. Sure. Usually and, the set of arms only happen in Derrick Henry wins because he's he's just built up so much steam. Do, I mean, do you think it's just... At some point, they have to reel him in a little bit, right? Uh, what they did last year? Let's see. Well, I mean... I'm going to
2: say no. They do not. What yeah, are they,
0: well. well, they didn't reel him in last year. They cranked him up last year because they started him out slow. Well, they hit 31 carries early in the season. But so from week four to week... Uh, nine by the way the titans in those games went uh three and three he averaged under 20 carries a game yep and i then think the final... you have to sort of try to start meandering your way to that he and tonight yeah, was huge you get a win against a, a really good bills team and he only has 20 carries and has a monster game the That's final month of the season it
1: was about 25 carries a game though well, and
0: also, I think a, a big part of that's going to be how Ryan Tannehill's
2: is playing. Ryan Tannehill was so bad in the first half, 4-12, to that it, even if the Titans wanted to be throwing the ball, they're like, you know what, scrap scrap that. We're we're going to go ahead and give it to Derek back here uh, because he's not going to fumble. It. He's probably going to get five yards per carry, and Tannehill can't complete a pass to save his life. And so I think that's going to dictate a little bit, especially because the Titans receivers have been dealing with injuries. Uh, we saw Julio, uh, he wasn't playing at all in the fourth quarter, which raised some eyebrows, and we found that was a hamstring injury. Uh, You know, we mentioned the A.J. Brown food poisoning. He did not catch a single pass in the first half. Brinson, you mentioned his stats, seven catches for 91 yards. All of that was in the second half. So, like, if those guys disappear in spurts, the Titans are thinking, all right, well, I guess we just go to Derek
0: 10 times in a row. The, uh, The other thing, so the final four games of the season last year, Derrick Henry averaged twenty-seven carries a game and one hundred seventy-seven rushing yards a game. Thank God.
1: Yeah, and the final game, he had thirty-four carries for what two hundred and fifty and change.
0: Yeah, and and the final year before that, he went thirty-two carries for two hundred eleven yards. So I think the lesson is he needs to get the ball more. Well, yes, less. but they need—they're going to have to. He can not can't carry it four hundred fifty times. Let's see. I want to see what happens if he does. I, I would think, imagine he looks. They exact- hate him, and he loves—he loves running the ball. I would guess that the Titans look at this season. And believe that if they can sort of get through. So oh, next week, um, short week, obviously, they have the Chiefs at home. They're, you do not hold back with Derrick Henry against the Chiefs. No. You uncork gonna... Derrick Henry against the Chiefs. And then the following week on Halloween, they have, they're have they at the Colts. You got to win that game. You don't hold back on Because if you can somehow find a way to run Derrick Henry 30 times per game in those next two games... You feel like you've got a good lock on the division, and you can maybe ease them up in this November stretch where you got the the Titans, excuse me, the Texans, the Patriots, and the Jaguars.
1: And That's the why Texans. this this win was enormous because the Colts look Colts look great. If they lose, they're three and three and two and four. You mentioned the and the Chiefs next week. I mean, you would imagine the Chiefs going to be favorite. I don't know where the game is by six and a half points or whatever, and then it's the Titans. Colts matchup so this is a huge win for Tennessee I thought the Colts had sort of worked their way back into it and um, now I actually feel a lot better about the Titans but again I said yesterday on the Sunday night podcast the Titans were secretly terrible because they lost to the Jets and played like crap against the Jaguars and here they come and ball out in part because Breach notes that Tannehill struggled early so they leaned on the running back and then the defense played out of its mind against you know one of the best offensive offenses and, off- and quarterbacks in the NFL
3: well, See, and that's what happened is, the real quick, in that but Jets that,
2: loss. That's what happened is where Derrick Henry would offer 157 yards. And you think if Derrick Henry is rushing for 157 yards, there's no way the Titans are losing, but Tannehill struggled. So, you know, if Tannehill doesn't get his act together and we saw him get his act together in the second half, that offense is unstoppable if Tannehill's playing his A game and, and Derrick Henry's doing what he's been doing all season. So, uh, you know, but if it's not that way, if Tannehill's struggling, then they can lose to the Jets. So he's got to play better.
0: Yeah. The, I mean, the Jets loss is a really bad one because you just take care of business against the Jets and you're five and one. I, I mean, one with a terrible defense. So, Tennessee to me, I am these next four games are really, really interesting. Chiefs at home, at the Colts, at the Rams, Saints at home. If the Titans can go three and one there, I feel like they will take the division pretty handily. That seemed fair.
1: Well, I mean, Debo's guy Carson Wentz is balling out. We'll see. It's
2: a
0: big ass I, I almost made an
1: inappropriate
0: hand gesture on the on the screen. Oh yeah. You could do it underneath the what table. Do you,
2: what do you think they do? Do <laughs> you think they go three and one, or you're just saying if they go three and one?
0: If they go three and one. I think they probably go two and two in that stretch, but I do think they'll beat the Colts. I think
2: they'll go when I saw the Bills Chiefs stretch, I thought they would win one of the two, but I didn't know which one. And now that they've beaten the Bills, I do not think they're gonna beat the Chiefs. But I do not either, but
0: this the the this ver- Taylor Lawan's big too. Now Derrick Henry ran well without um fairly well without Lawan out there, but it was you know noticeable difference. The Chiefs Chiefs can't stop anybody. Well the problem
1: is that Kyler uh Kyler um Patrick uh, Holmes. No, uh Taylor Christian, Far- Christian Fulton got hurt. They're their, their cornerback who didn't even play. And hey. then uh the first round pick from Caleb Virginia, Farley. Caleb Farley, thank you. I can think of his name. He also I mean, went out. Kyler
0: Murray is who are you going with Caleb Caleb Farley?
1: No, I was going to go Kyle Fuller. I was uh, going to uh, say uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, Caleb Farley. So their two second round, first round cornerbacks last few years are out. The guy they brought in had a, had a tough afternoon <laughs> for a little bit. He played. He almost had an interception, and and Janoris Jenkins knocked that out of his hands. And he made some plays down the stretch, but he struggled early on. So that's going to be a huge issue as well, especially with you know Patrick Holmes uh, coming in coming into town.
0: Yeah, I mean, find a way to scrap out three wins. Look. It, I think they'll go two and two. Maybe I mean, one and three would be tough because the nobody Colts are, had them
1: winning this game. It was five and a half. And we all thought it was going to be a bloodbath. Correct. correct.
2: This the is only a, person to pick Tennessee to even cover the spread, ironically enough, was Pete Prisco.
0: Ah, he had a yeah, that's right. He week. said
2: an emotional letdown for them after the, the bills
0: prep for that chiefs game. Big time. Trust me. I know Josh Allen is my guy. Why? I'll tell you. <laughs> um, the Colts are relevant here because they're chasing the Titans. They are at San Francisco. Then they play the Titans at home. But then, and this is kind of key for me. I think is that uh oh yeah, that's a Thursday. Oh my god. A what? Thursday night football game? Colts, Jets? Yes. Oh my god. What are you doing, NFL? Uh, but the Colts have the Jets and the Jaguars in back-to-back weeks. So if the Colts when the Colts and the Colts-Titans game is is basically the division hangs in the balance, I feel like.
1: And there's no second place team from the West uh, from the South going to the playoffs.
0: No, I wouldn't think so. But now after those two games, by the way, they have the bills and the Buccaneers. So the Colts need to go three and one. Like that's going to be the flip game is the Colts Titans second game. And if the Titans, if that's the whole point of this is you unleash Derrick Henry on the chiefs and on the Colts and worry about everything else later down the road for the bills, they're still in first place. Huge I, loss yeah. for the Patriots yesterday. Huge. Huge loss in overtime to the Cowboys. Of course, the Bills are in first place by two games. Um, I thought it was interesting that in his post-game press conference while I was checked out, huh. that uh, Josh Allen mentioned how they suffered a really tough, close loss to the Cardinals last year, the the hell Murray or whatever, right before their bye. Do you know what their post by record was?
1: Yeah, because I'm looking at it. I was going to say it if you didn't. Preach, do you know what it was?
2: They won everything. Yeah. How many? Uh, six, five, eight. Eight?
0: Well, they, they, won, they won six regular season games, two playoff games. Oh, there we go. Thank,
2: thank you, Brinson. I was correct. Thank you, Wilson. You didn't the ask six. for regular season and playoffs. You did, oh, say
0: four, you did say four numbers,
1: but is that because the Bengals never go to the playoffs? You don't count that?
0: I, <laughs> Uh, by the way thoughts and prayers to uh Ticky V our one of our patron saints of, of yeah. dunks that he's he's got a, a lymph cancer so hopefully he mm. gets better quickly um I hope he dunks on cancer
2: yeah and you yeah. know what during that streak of uh eight consecutive wins that you guys were mentioning one of the teams they beat was the Baltimore Ravens and they were probably the biggest winner in the AFC because with this loss there's only one Team that's five and one in the AFC, which seems impossible to believe. Like there's not even undefeated teams. There's only one five and one team, and then everybody else is just in this total bag of chaos. So, uh, you know, now the Ravens are in the driver's seat for that number one seed, which is obviously way important since there's only one buy.
1: I was actually thinking about that during the when it looked like the game was going back and forth on Monday night. So, who's your team? You have one team you can pick in the AFC right now to represent the, the conference. Who are you taking? Bills breach. Bills really,
2: Bills are F- my Bengals. F- pre- F- pre- F- F- I mean, you look at their schedule after this, they come out yeah, of the buy. Just, get, this is a laugh riot. How easy, yeah. This. Are you gonna are you, you no, go ahead? It? I was I, okay. I looked at it earlier today. So, obviously, it's gonna suck that they're going to go into this buy after this crazy loss after blowing it on fourth and one. But when they come out of that buy, they face Miami, they face Jacksonville. They face the New York Jets. That's their first three games. Do not remember Dolphins, when we, Jags, used to say that the,
1: we used to say that the AFC East was slanted because the Patriots are always going to win six games? Now it's the Bills to get to win those six games.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, well, and that's three gimme. So now you're seven and two. I mean, it would be shocking. They two, probably, two and one would be a disaster in those three games. Disaster. Right. And they will probably be double-digit favorites in all three of those games, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so they're probably seven and two. And then after that, you know, you go... Where they have eight games left, I can't do the math with seventeen anymore. You go six and two down the stretch, you're thirteen and four, boom. And they, they have
1: one, what's the week fourteen game? That's a tough game. I can't remember who it's against. It's uh, Buccaneers, I believe. Is that it? Yep. At Tampa. Is that their only tough game?
0: They're uh, they're at Saints in week twelve as well. It's uh, so they have out of the bye, Dolphins, Jaguars, Jets, Colts, really friendly four games. <laughs> then Saints, Pats, Buccaneers, not so friendly. And then they close with. Panthers, Pats, Falcons, Jets.
2: Okay. So but, but wait, you, to answer Wilson's question, the Buccaneers and Saints are the only two games they have left against teams who are currently over 500. Correct.
0: And the Saints I, might not be after this week. So they won't the be one? favored in Tampa. No. Uh, assuming full health for everybody. Yeah, no. They but they'll be favored be. in every other game. I, I believe they'll be favored in, in New Orleans, too.
1: Okay, so you guys, I, I'm going to push back a little bit because the Ravens have a one-game lead on them. and This is a Ravens schedule. It's not as easy as the Bills' schedule. They play the Bengals in Baltimore. Loss For whom? <laughs> okay, then they have their buy. They play the Vikings at home in Baltimore, at Miami, at Chicago.
0: Should be 4-0 oh right there.
1: The Browns in Baltimore. At the
0: Steelers. 4-0,
1: 5-0, 6-0. At Cleveland. Uh, Packers at home. Yeah. At the Bengals. The Rams and the Steelers to end it. So this schedule's a little more difficult, but I don't think it's immeasurably difficult. I mean, they still have that one game lead. So I think I might, I might
0: take the rate. I love the bills, but I might take the Ravens. I I don't have a problem with that. The division for the bills is a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, the, I'd rather play the Packers in the Buccaneers. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, especially Packers at home versus Buccaneers on the road. I mean, we're a long way out from this. Obviously tons of stuff can happen, but, you, I I do think we have a pretty good idea about some of these teams that they're playing.
1: And by the way, both these teams are going to the playoffs. We we're just talking about who's going to be the best.
0: Well, it, it, what makes this important, by the way, is that if the, the Bills and the Ravens have really good schedules down the stretch, like conducive schedules for winning football games, that is going to make it almost impossible for the Chiefs to come back and steal the number one seed, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah, especially since they're currently in last place in their and
0: division. And they've lost to both of these teams. They're not stealing the number one seed. <laughs> right, but I mean, the number one seed is a huge deal because you get the first round bye.
1: There's a uh, hey, but how hard is it to pull the Super Bowl odds? I wonder if the Chiefs are still, are they still, are they favorites? I didn't know how people were.
2: Oh, no, the actually, the Bills were the Super Bowl favorites going into tonight. It was the first time that neither the Chiefs or the Bucks Ooh. had been a favorite since, The Super Bowl odds for this year started.
0: Buccaneers and the Bills are currently favored five and a half to one at Caesars. But I'm sure that
2: was after the Bills lost. So before the loss, they were they were only they were the top favorite.
0: Well, the presumption was they'd be five and one with a win over Tennessee going to the. I love the Ravens at ten to one. No, I'd like a little more bang for my buck than ten to one. But but my point is this: if they
1: went, they if they play one fewer game, they play one fewer game by winning the. To get the number one seed, that's huge. The Chiefs aren't going to roll through the playoffs having to beat a bunch of teams with that defense and traveling on the road is my point.
0: Hey, uh, Debo, scroll down a little bit. Again, you can watch this on YouTube.com slash pick six and hit that show all. Man, I'll tell you what. This is sort of the... This idea has been percolating in my head all day. After the Cow... Yes, percolating in my head. Um, After the Cowboys at 13-1... to ah, (laughs) juicy. Juicy indeed. uh, Like, I still... uh, the Chargers at twenty to one would be
2: interesting. I don't want to sound crazy, but there's a team that is currently four
0: and two that's one hundred to one. Oh, I, know. I,
1: I was, I thought Brentson was going to make a joke about that team, but
0: you. No, I was made... just going to go back up top, and I just want to like, I think that there's kind of a cliff here, where that team is the after the Cowboys, and the odds suggest that there's a cliff because it goes from thirteen to twenty. Would you want? I mean, the Chargers are the only team in this range. I mean, look how fast this drops off. Saints are 40. Niners are 50. Vikings 60. Raiders 60. Steelers 80. I don't trust any of those teams to win a no. Super No. Why are
1: the 49ers and the Steelers even up there?
0: My, my point is that if we're looking to bet on the Super Bowl, on a Super Bowl future, at some point in the near future, th- that the odds are kind of condensing around these top-tier teams. And I, I sort of wonder if maybe there isn't – a group of teams on in each side, on each side of the, uh, on, in each conference that are kind of pulling away from the crowd.
2: Well, the other part of this is that there's, if you look at the teams that are 25 to one and less, there's only 11 of them. So that means three teams in that way, lower tier are going to make the playoffs. Yes. So that's the key is kind of figure out what, what those three teams, because, you know, if you find one of those 100 to one teams, it doesn't have to be the Bengals, but <laughs> based on how these odds are set up, they're at least going to get in the playoffs. And once that happens, you know, your bet is uh, you feel a lot better about it.
0: Yeah. And, and, and there are some sites that you can, uh, for instance, like sportsbook.ag, hypothetically, you can place a bet and then cash out later if the odds get better. So you can actually, and I, I, I think there are, there are various sites to do that. The point being is, you know, it's not, it's not, they have to win the Super Bowl for me to make money. You can make the bet and then cash out. If you are correct about how the market will react to this team winning games. So like if you think the Bengals will win a few more games in the next couple of weeks, you bet them 100 to 1, they get out of 25 to 1, and suddenly you just cash out and call it a day. Breach wouldn't. He'd ride it until they lose in the first round of the playoffs. But He'd double down. It,
2: oh! And it would be a great ride, Brinson. Sure it would. It would be a great ride. Hey, and believe we'll me, eat. as a,
0: a multi-time holder of NC State National Championship tickets, I understand what you're going through. Uh, okay, any other thoughts on this game? Awesome game. Another uh, primetime thriller.
3: Oh, I got a fun fact yet?
2: I forgot to bring up. What? Uh, Stefan Diggs scored a touchdown in this game. That is fun. And you know who else scored a touchdown this weekend? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. This. Meaning the first time since 2009 that two brothers have sc- sc- one scored an offensive touchdown and one scored a defensive touchdown in the same week of an NFL season.
1: I have another fun fact. Stephon Diggs' touchdown on Monday night actually tied his brother Trevon Diggs for having two touchdowns this season. Ooh. Trevon has two pick sixes.
2: Do you know who the brothers were that did it in 2009?
1: Uh, Tiki Barber and Rondi Barber. That is incorrect, but a good oh. guess.
2: Whoa, whoa, that's a great guess. How is that not right? Hold on. 2009? Yeah. 2009. Right.
0: 2009. Um... They play in the same conference. How's it not Tiki Rondé?
2: Not Tiki and Rondé.
0: Tiki friend of the. Is he friend? Tiki's a, Tiki. On he's podcast. a friend of CBS. <laughs> he's, he's my boy. I love Tiki. Uh, what? Uh,
1: get, give us a. Give us a hint. Give us, yeah, like give one us a team. hint on a team. One team. Um
2: All right. I'll, I'll give, give you the. the if you the know the
0: chat, write in the chat, and we'll post it if you're right before we say it.
2: I'll give you the team of the guy who scored the defensive TD, and it was. The Miami Dolphins,
0: two thousand
1: nine Miami Dolphins. Oh, if, like, if I, if I gave sick. you the
2: offensive te- the offensive guy, I think you would get it.
1: So, two thousand nine Miami Dolphins. That was the year after they won the division, with uh, Ronnie Brown was like their quarterback at that point. He's just running the wildcat. So
0: this is post saving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a. Very, it was. Uh, it was. Um, Do you want another hint that you'll get it? Uh,
2: yeah, I don't. I don't know who it is. Yeah, sure. The guy who scored the defensive T D actually played for the Buffalo Bills eventually and retired at halftime. This halftime? No, at halftime when he retired in 2018. Oh, oh. Davis? Yeah. Devontae... oh was
0: it Ver... yeah. Yeah, Vontae and I was like, are they brothers? Oh god. Yeah. 100 yeah, percent <laughs> brothers. Yeah. I, I, I thought they he retired were brothers. Uh, I wouldn't uh... have gotten that then. I, don't, I don't think I realized they were brothers somehow.
1: Oh, yeah, they're they're brothers. Um
2: they're never yeah. like, seen together. That fun fact was from NFL research.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're not seen together because they played in different cities, I guess.
0: <laughs> oh, I always feel like you see Diki and Ronde together.
1: Well, they look alike, so you're like, oh. Like, yeah, maybe it. that's they're, it. They're twins. We get it. That's why I panicked. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was
0: Fonte. It. <laughs> Is no, that's
1: it. Love it. Is it Vernon?
0: Another guy named Davis? <laughs> <laughs> they don't look alike.
1: What was, uh, yeah, he went to Illinois. What was his name again? The defensive player, what was his first name?
0: Fonte. 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 That's, yeah, that's, if you do, if you, you retired at halftime, it's very obvious. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, man, love Vernon Davis.
1: Yeah, I can't believe Rondé and Tiki weren't in the mix. All right, well, fun. Who's uh,
0: my? Anyway, yeah. um, by the way, hat yeah. giveaway. Rinchen a- sucks hat. We have a winner. We have what? a winner. Are you want to what? announce a Debo? I know no, you got this. This is what not, it's,
3: no, it's, it's, no. You go ahead. You're the namesake of the hat. It's not a Debo sucks hat. I mean, that wouldn't be made. But
0: please tell me the winner is Vontae Davis. Also, Darren Smith wants Darren Smith out in San Diego. San Diego radio wants one to walk around San Diego. in. we're Lewis. gonna
3: have to mass produce these things. Well, he was. Well,
0: let's put it in the store. What was the, what was the impetus for the hat? Was it, like, AK my. Like my wife said, Brinson sucks.
3: I can't even remember. I have, to, I have to look at Lewis's DMs. That's the- that's pretty much the essence of it. <laughs> oh, I okay. said
0: that on the podcast of Brady, and Brady's like, you might want to rethink how you said that. And I was like, what are you talking about?
3: My wife thinks I'm
0: Miz. She says, Brinson sucks. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Um, anyway. Oh, the winner. Oh, right, right, the winner. You have a drum roll sound drop queued up or anything? No. The winner of the Brinson Sucks hat, Tommy Slayton. Congratulations. You've won our second Brinson Sucks hat. This is so ridiculous. I thought it was like a prime. Congratulations, Tommy. All right, Tommy, congrats. Uh, Debo will um, hit up Debo on the DMs or however you do it. uh, Or leave your Twitter handle, make sure it's in there. And Debo will make sure you get that hat to you. Uh, we may have to hit up Lewis and see if he can produce a few more princes. I mean, I'm all for millions of or thousands, hundreds, tens of brints and sucks hats running around this great nation.
3: Right? Yeah, I want to clarify a few things. Everybody was eligible for this. I don't discriminate if you didn't have a, a Twitter or an Instagram. I'm going to get your name. I put it in a random name generator and I will promise Tommy that my hat arrives before Brinson sends his hat to our last night winner, Lucas.
0: Now, in full disclosure, I have not received any, any information about how to send this to Lucas. N- no, you have uh, not. You 24 can't, hours. You can't, you can't, you can't like, sprint out, send it to Tommy, be like Brinson hadn't sent his either because I haven't gotten the information.
3: I have not gotten Tommy's information yet. We'll set it at the same time uh, t- But that's the case. AM. Yes,
0: yours will certainly arrive before mine. <laughs> almost certainly alright uh, that's the show we are going to do a little bit of uh, unbeknownst to uh, Wilson and, and Breach a little bit of overtime so if you're watching on YouTube uh, we will end the podcast but we will answer questions that you have about the NFL life, hats whatever you want on since we didn't get overtime in the game that's right we, we should have got. we're not going it on fourth and one we're kicking the field goal here how dare you Sean McDermott Rodriguez us at overtime thanks for listening thanks for watching see you after the show